Hello and welcome to the Keto Man's Club podcast. We're glad you're here, where each week we talk about men's health and lifestyle. We do so with the foundation of the ketogenic diet and lifestyle. If you don't know what keto is, stick around and you'll find out. The podcast will bring you real honest fun. Each week we strive to uncover the tips and tricks that you can use in your everyday life to maximize your overall health and find the clearest path to becoming the best version of yourself that you were meant to be. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Keto Man's Club podcast. My name is Chris. I'm one of your hosts. And as always, I'm joined by Jim and Alberto. How's it going, Jim? Um, all is good, sir. Uh, fall weather's kicked in and uh, cool temperatures and everything, but overall not too bad. Yeah, you, you, you were just saying a minute ago that your temperatures are actually a little warmer than they are here for us in central, uh, central Texas, um, which, is, uh, which is saying something. Uh, Berto, <laughs> how are you faring over there in Pflugerville? I am inside my house, which means this will be a very typical podcast, or it'll be a highly interrupted one. <laughs> we'll see how the kids <laughs> behave. Yep. Oh, I'm sure they'll be fine. I'm sure they'll be fine. Yeah, it's it's getting a little cold. We don't often use our fireplace, um, but we we def you know when it, when we hit the first cold snap, we 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 ended up uh, throwing some wood in and getting a fire going, and and we uh, we're watching a movie while enjoying the the heat of the uh the fire um before we're starting recording so yeah good times for sure as uh october rolls in uh for those this is the 27th of, of october so it's almost halloween at this point so we're uh we're getting getting some good weather here any biz any uh club business as far as it, oh well actually we we can say by the time this airs the uh, pre-sales will have closed completely and uh that the pre-sales have, have gone decently well so uh we'll have those shirts and and uh, hoodies out uh just as soon as we can uh for those who bought them so we've got that news what else do we have um pretty much if you haven't heard by now our good friend robert sykes had his uh, Instagram account, as he put it, officially nuked. So he's asking everyone to follow uh, at Live Savage, which is, I guess is his new account now, so he gets things sorted out. So as I said in that post earlier, if you're going to do one thing today, uh, head on over to Instagram, like his uh, new slash backup page, and let's keep that guy rolling. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they, they've already got it back up to... A thousand ish um, followers, so so it's uh, maybe twelve hundred at this point, which is small pickings for him, but um, it's it's a, a good start. Hopefully, Instagram will do what's right and they'll fix it. Um, but they've drugged their heels or on that type of thing before, so who knows if they'll uh, actually be human enough to actually recognize that there's something wrong and get it fixed. Hopefully that won't happen, though, or hopefully they'll 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 do so. Um, Jim, uh, any other club business to attend to before we drive into the uh, shoutouts? Um, I think that you know, as per standard, we're ready to start accepting our holiday gifts yes. from our members. So mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just um, direct those to the Keto Man's Club podcast email. Um, we'll you know we'll we'll direct them to the right person who should receive them. No, I'm kidding. No, there's nothing. I mean, if anybody wants to do a half side of or yeah, half side of beef or something like that, that's you know, we'll 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 welcome the love. We we would absolutely uh, find find a place for the beef to go. Uh, <laughs> it would be easy enough. Okay, well then let's uh, let's get into shout outs then, and then we'll um, we'll go from there. So let's start with Berto. 
All right, we want to go heavy first or we want to go light and funny first? Well, whatever direction you want to go. All right, we're, we're going to go a little heavy at first, and then we'll lighten up as we go. Uh, first one, um, not a member. It's actually my dad. Uh, we went up to Chicago to visit the, to visit the parents last week. That's why I wasn't uh, on to record because it was my last night there, and it was also my anniversary. Uh, you know, I've said it on the podcast before. Dad had a real rough go last year, almost checked out on us, and uh, bounced back. And uh, as of me going up there, uh, the man hasn't touched a drink in one and a half years. Awesome. Uh, that is amazing. Finally decided that uh, enough was enough, and it's just wasn't for him anymore. And yeah, just like that, man. And if you know, for all the guys out there, I mean, this guy had a lifetime of drinking under his belt. It was part of him, and he decided it was enough. And then that was a year and a half ago, and he's he's looking great. He's sounding great. He's extremely coherent. He's he's almost a different person than the last time I went up there. So uh, wow. I'm proud of you, pops. That's awesome. That is Good fantastic. Deal. And uh, number two, and number one, and number my next two, I got too many shout-outs. I'm going to take up a lot of time here. Uh, is going to go to to Frank, and there's a small story behind it, because uh, when I went up to Chicago, our good friend Frank Campanella, culinarylion.com, uh, I dragged my little uh, baby pellet smoker up there along with a brisket, because, I mean, who doesn't if you're going on a road trip, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, and so, right now. So yeah, let's something <laughs> while we drive. <laughs> so, so we packed it in the van, um, took it up there. You know, my family up there wanted a brisket. I'm like, sure, I can, I can do a brisket. I've done a brisket on this little tiny guy, you know, no problem. And then you can't find briskets very easily up there. So I just dragged one with me while we were at it. Um, and basically it was going to be my first ever like quote unquote cold weather testing. Cause I've never smoked in it was like 32 degrees out that night. And, you know, these things are supposed to be made to handle it. I've never done it, so I didn't know. So I set it up as I normally do. And I actually bought a welding blanket to throw over it just to help insulate it a little bit. Now, this is where it gets kind of funny. Is, uh, so I put them in at night and I set the temperature to 190 degrees. So that thing will run at 190 all night. Well, I woke up at 3 a.m., Dumped a bunch more pellets in there, went back to bed, woke up at 7 a.m. and did my usual thing. Open it. Bark looks good. Temp it. Every time I do this, I temp it. It's 160 degrees internal. Never fails. Temp it. This thing is done. 205 degrees internal. Finished. <laughs> so I, I accidentally went hot and fast. And uh, I mean, it wasn't supposed to be for dinner that night. So it was like quite literally done eight hours ahead of schedule. <laughs> so... Well, the only thing uh, we can I can think of that happened is when I draped the welding blanket over it, I only draped it over the cooking chamber and not over the actual hopper. So where that thermometer is, it was reading half of the 30 degree temperature and a half of the temperature inside the cooking chamber. And therefore, it was obviously not oh, yeah. actually, you know, because if it's only set to 190, the meat can't get to over 190 degrees like ever. But it was it was done. So basically, this thing ran hot all night, finished eight hours early. So I'm kind of panicking. So I text or I message Frank. I'm like, dude, let me just get your phone number. This will be a much faster conversation. Frank gives me his phone number. I call Frank. I explain to him. I'm like, dude, I don't know what to do. Am I supposed to put this thing in the fridge? <laughs> am I supposed to, you know, am I, am I supposed to hang out with this thing? And we both sit there like, uh, well, you know, if it stays hot, it's still good. I've never rested a brisket that long. <laughs> so, so long story short there, I rested that brisket for eight hours until dinner time cut it and it was still pretty good i mean it wasn't it wasn't uh like my best brisket ever but i've never also rested a brisket for eight hours but all things considered what what i now call the hail mary brisket um everyone was uh everyone was satisfied with it you know we ended up just chopping the whole thing up and just eating it all mixed together because the one end got extremely dry if you as you could imagine but but yeah all things considered 
It wasn't. It wasn't half bad. Very so, cool. on to my final and shortest story. <laughs> uh, my dad and uh, nephew that also lives with him, Andrew. He's also a member in the group. Uh, absolutely love the pellet smoker. So I made Andrew a deal. I'm like, you know, he's wanted to go pick up some ribs. I go, you pick up some ribs. We'll guide you through it. Um, you put these things on. If they come out and they come out perfect, you can keep the smoker, but I'm keeping the rib rack you got to buy. And so we, we, sh- we shook on it and uh, he nailed the ribs. So I ended up leaving the smoker up there for him. And now he's uh, enjoying the, his new passion of, of smoking meats and uh, rocking on up there. And uh, I cool. got, I got rid of one grill. <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah. Down, down one, you've got two or three more to go, um, before you, you get back down to only one. Um, but I don't think you'll ever do that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Very cool. Jim, how about you? My shout out, speaking of dads goes to a dad of one of our members. Uh, Mike Russell posted a family photo up this week, uh, says that his dad is 68 years old. And he's in the center of this photo, um, and it's about two years old or so. Uh, Dad is close to 300 pounds when the photo was taken. So Mike writes, he doesn't do keto. He just cooks for my mom. Last night at dinner, he ordered fajitas with no rice, no beans, or tortillas. We're in about 14 months of him just cooking for my mom, and he mentions he's down to 218 pounds. So I don't know that Dad is totally following keto exactly, but he's definitely cutting the carbs from what it sounds like and some other things here. And Mike, you know, wrote about how his dad has inspired him and done a lot of good things and whatnot. So he was glad to kind of see that dad was inspired by Mike's change, uh, following the keto way of eating. And, uh, yeah, hopefully pops has, uh, it's, it's night for dads. Let's put it that way. Sure. So, there yeah, you go. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay. So I'm going to do mine. I've got one from a few days ago. It looks, uh, or, uh the, the name is, uh, Tim Bowles and Tim posts, uh, looking to turn this pile of mush into a body that rivals Greek gods. Been keto for two years and have lost weight, but need to kick it up a lot. Uh, starting workout recommendations, just to be clear, I work as a courier. Every day is leg day at the apartments, but still can't do uh, a push-up. What we're seeing with with him on that is uh, lots of, you know, he's just got a lot of visual weight. Obviously, he's lost a good amount of weight already. You can tell that that there's a lot less structure behind what we're seeing. Um, but he, he's he's looking for things that someone who doesn't have the muscle mass and still has, you know, the, either the loose skin or the visceral fat that, that they're dealing with, I can get started. And they, there's a very good, lively conversation a lot. And that's why I'm wanting to shout it out mainly. His, his achievements are excellent, uh, by the way. He, he's, he's doing great work already, but uh, we all have ways, you know, it, we're all at different points in our journey. Um, a lot of the suggestions were to focus on things like basic walking, uh, walking a lot. And uh, just to add my two cents to that, with the continuous glucose monitor, I am actively seeing like 10 point drops in my glucose if I just go and do grocery shopping. Just walking the, the, the aisles of the grocery store will over a period of 30, 40 minutes will drop my glucose by like 10 millimol, millimol, millimol per deciliter, which is, you know, a pretty big 
drop over a very short period of time. And, um, you know, it, it just, it put a complete stop to a rise after doing a workout. And, uh, so just doing basic things like walking and whatnot can do major things for, uh, helping increase, uh, fat loss and things like that. So really uh, good stuff in the conversation there. You should look that up. It was, uh, originally posted on October 23rd. So definitely good job, Tim, in not only doing what you've done, but also pushing forward and, uh, trying to find what's going to work best for you moving uh, forward to kick it up a notch, as you said. Um, okay. Well, I think that covers most of the, the club business. Uh, just a reminder to our listeners before we dig into the conversation that we are uh, excited to have with David here. Uh, the, um, the ways that you can connect with the with us here and the you know the podcast and and everything uh is all the links for that are available on our website theketomansclub.com uh you can also email us at uh, ketomansclubpodcast at gmail.com and uh we'll we'll give our voicemail number here uh voicemail or text number i should mention that i i don't i don't often but um, you can actually text us as well at the same number, and, and, and it will it will come to us if if you want to shoot us a text message. The phone number is five one two five one eight sixty one sixty one. So you can call uh, call leave a voicemail or text us uh, whatever your message is, um, and uh, we we would look forward to hearing or seeing that. Uh, the um, Last thing that we would ask you to do is take a minute to uh, leave a review on the Apple podcast. Uh, if you would, that helps uh, the algorithm do its thing and uh, get us in front of more people that might be able to hear um, more, more people who might need to hear the, the conversations that we're having with the uh, guests that we have and, and uh, learn active ways that they can uh, take next steps with their, their health journey. So that's pretty much it. I think we've covered everything there. And we are talking with David Herrera today. David, um, how's it going? I'm going great, man. How's it going with you guys? So far, so good. Um, thanks for coming on today. We're excited about having the conversation with you today. Uh, get us started on like who you are, a little bit of your background, but don't worry about the health stuff yet. We'll dig into all of that in a bit. Well, um, I was born and raised in Miami. I have a Cuban background. Um, my parents came from Cuba in the 60s. And, uh, you know, the typical, you know, middle class family. Um, parents didn't really, like, cook so much, just kind of like the basics. And uh, a lot of stuff was just, you know, pop in the oven and, uh, you know, fast food and drive through type deal. And, you know, that's kind of how it was growing up. Um, I grew up with asthma. I had asthma from about two years old to about nine. And uh, so I remember, you know, being, you know, playing outside with friends and my mom having to call me in and hook up the nebulizer and I'm breathing through, you know, a machine and and just watching my friends play outside, I also was injected with uh, steroids um, every two weeks. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure that had a lot to do with it. I mean, I had an appetite as a kid. I was always the biggest one 
you know, in the class, biggest one on the baseball team. Um, and that was another thing. Baseball was the sport, you know, the family sport. And, uh, you know, I got passed up a lot as far as like, you know, they would put me in the outfield and I couldn't play my natural position because they thought I couldn't move. My natural position was uh, third base. So they would always, you know, resort to putting me in the outfield or first base or, or whatever. And uh, so I had to deal with that. Um, but ever since I was a kid, it was always, you know, I always had food addiction issues. You know, I would hide food in my closet, in my drawers, you know, wrappers found everywhere. Um, I was a night night crawler for sure, you know, making, you can catch me in my room two in the morning making, you know, sandwiches and, <laughs> and all sorts of things. Um, and then that developed into, you know, me graduating high school very big, uh, working in restaurants at a very young age, you know, obviously eating in a lot of those restaurants, you know, working double shifts, you know, you just have to resort to, you know, restaurant food and, um, and yeah, man, uh, develop gout, sleep apnea. It, it just, it just started to, to get worse and worse as I got older. And then, uh, met my my wife and you know we had our little like honeymoon moment where we were eating out and we gained i guess the little you know honeymoon weight but um you know eventually i stumbled upon keto and in uh, intermittent fasting as well and you know i just dedicated my lifestyle to that and going to the gym every single day and it was basically me you know waking up Finally, and, you know, realizing that I have to fix my life. If not, I was not going to go anywhere. So um, one of my life goals has always been to be, you know, to get married, obviously, but to be a father and, you know, have kids and stuff. And I want them to have to see me. I don't want them to see me suffer. I would like them to see me, you know, healthy and, you know, with good habits and stuff. So. I felt it was going to be, you know, good for me to get started on this now. And my dad always told me, he was like, yo, you, you, you know, do this now. Don't wait till you're 40. As you get older, it's just going to get harder and harder and harder. And then, you know, uh, here we are a year and 10 months later, and I'm a 135 pounds down, still trying to get to my goal weight of 220. But, you know, it, it'll get there. But, yeah. <laughs> How old are you now? 33. Oh, and you're ahead of schedule. <laughs> you said you didn't, yeah. want to your, you didn't want to wait till you're 40. You're doing good, man. You're doing yeah, good. yeah, 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 <laughs> definitely. And you're still in Miami? Uh, we live in the next county up. I work uh, for the city of Miami, um, but uh, me and my wife, we live in Pembroke Pines, which is in Broward County, right on top of Miami-Dade. Like, Miami is like 15 minutes away. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you've said that you had the uh, the food addiction thing and hiding food and whatnot. So any idea how that, I mean, started? Did you ever feel like you were lacking in food or anything? So you kind of just tucked it away for future sake or what actually brought it out? I have no idea. It was, I mean, l like I said, my mornings were always, as a kid, like it was always, you know, cereal, you know, a big lunch, uh, soda throughout the day. Um, I, I would be lying if I told you how many sodas I would drink a day, but it was a lot. Um, fast food was always there. 
uh, I don't know. It just it just kind of de- developed through time. I just got bigger, and it was my it was my my safe place. You know, if I ever had anything bad happen to me, that was you know what I went to. It was it was always food, and uh, Taco Bell being a favorite still to this day. You know, I've just obviously done a keto now, but uh, but yeah, man. Um, my I remember specifically like I would pretend to be sick in the clinic or whatever and my dad would come pick me up and there was two things that would make me you know crack a smile and it would be oh let's go to the pool or hey you want to go to taco bell and (laughs) a smile from ear to ear you know and yeah man food was just was just it it just you know and the weight just packed on and on and on um i've tried many diets throughout you know my life uh, as a kid doing acupuncture, Slim Fast, you know, Jenny Craig, you name it. I, I, I've done it. I tried it. It was nothing that I can sustainably stick to. I couldn't, I couldn't stick to anything. And um, there was just something about keto. I, I was doing HCG right before hopping onto keto. And that right there was, you know, it was good at first, but then it just became a disaster. <laughs> um and then I went into to intermittent fasting, looked up into that, and I just, you know, became obsessed with it, became obsessed with the lifestyle. I had to make sure that, you know, my feed on Instagram was filled with people on the same mission, um, you know, weight loss, all that stuff. I had to see it from all angles. I was, you know, subscribing to pages on, on YouTube of, you know, like Goody Beats and, and, and Thomas DeLauer and all these guys and Keto Connect. And, um, and yeah, man, it's all, everybody has played a big part, you know, in helping me get to my, to my journey. Even people that are not on keto, you know, um, one of the big helpers that's, that's been on keto and, you know, that has helped me big time and he doesn't even know it. I've, I think I've told him a couple of times, um, Gormy. I knew you were going to say Gormy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, man. That Gormy. that's my that's man that's father prime right there that's master yoda that's my dude um, yeah yeah, yeah. No, you, you I, can't you, you can't deny gourmet his accomplishments i got nothing but respect for the guy I love dude him. i i cannot wait to the day that i i'm telling my wife i'm like i think i'm gonna i want to go to keto palooza and i want to meet him you know and and he just moved to san diego and you know, he's telling us how great it is over there. And I already know how, how beautiful it is over there. I mean, I've never been there, but I've heard about, you know, how great it is over there. But I told my wife, I was like, I think I want to go over there. And I'm like, I've got, I've got the biggest hug waiting for him <laughs> when I meet him. But yeah, man, every everybody's played a, a, a major part. Even, you know, seeing the Keto Men's uh, group on, on Facebook, it's, you know, seeing how many members everybody getting it every single day like it's it's very motivating very inspiring and you know i'm happy to do the same like it's amazing when you get a dm from someone across the country uh uh you know and they're like wow you you you've motivated me and you've helped me lose 50 pounds like that's just it's it's great it's the content that we all provide is is helping the next person in line and i i just think it's wonderful man Absolutely. So I want to jump into to some something specific that you mentioned, because I think I know what you're referring to, but I want to make sure 
you said that you were doing before you found and got into intermittent fasting and keto, you were doing HCG. That's a hormone therapy that's used uh, usually in conjunction with a, a testosterone replacement therapy or can actually be used uh, by itself to help with testosterone produ- production and, and supporting um, uh, fertility in men uh, specifically for uh, me and my protocol, it helps me make sure that my things don't shrivel up into grapes. So, uh, <laughs> that being, uh, so that being said, was that was that what you were referring to? And tell us a little bit more about that methodology because there is a an HCG diet I've heard about. Yeah, that's the that's the one that I was on. Um, it's I know that there's two types of ways uh it's injection or drops under your tongue mm-hmm. and li- like I said that I didn't really get into it it was just another fad diet that I was trying I had known friends that were doing it you know I just was told hey f- go to this website this has got the food order the drops you know uh order vitamin B12 shots I mean um drops and you know take that as well and you know just follow the diet and stick to the calories and you should be fine um and you're gonna have loading phases and then what intrigued me was the loading phases you know um i think you have to eat basically whatever you want for two days straight then after that you cut your calories to like 1200 yeah and and but those two days were were like fun because like you're gorging on all sorts of stuff and uh and then all of a sudden you cut it to 1200 calories and the food the 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 grocery list is just so limited it it was it was horrible there was nothing fun about it you know and the first time me and my wife did it i lost 50 pounds she lost 25 and you know i guess it was because it was new and we wanted to stick with it but then we you know we got comfortable we lost that that amount and then we went back to eating this, you know, crap and just gained the weight back. So we attempted to do it, I think, like five to seven more times after that. And it was just not successful. Um, and then, you know, my wife had friends that were doing keto. I had friends that were doing keto. So, you know, I reached out, she reached out, you know, and then I was just getting more and more information. And I was just like, Okay, wait a minute. I can have cheese. I can have eggs. I can have, you know, steak, burgers, all that stuff. All I got to do is just ditch the bread. No big deal. Like, you know, and even though I'm Cuban and bread and like Cuban coffee is in like my blood, it's been there since birth, you know, it, it was no bit, not a big deal, uh, you know, to get rid of it, in my opinion. And it was something, you know, I worked on. It wasn't easy, but, you know, I just got through it. Um, and then the exercising as well, my, my wife and I had moved into my parents' apartment to save money and downstairs, my parents had a gym and that's the gym that I still go to, to this day. And hardly nobody goes there. It's got everything basically you need. I just wish it had like, you know, a barbell and probably like an easy curl bar or something, but it had pretty much has everything. It has a sauna, steam room, you name it. It has it. So that's basically where I lost all my weight and gained muscle at the same time. And, uh, and yeah, man, I, I, when we moved in there, I told myself, there's no excuse. I'm going to be in the gym 
every day, gonna intermittent fast every day, gonna get 10,000 steps every day, gonna drink so and so amount of water every day. Like it was little pieces to the puzzle, and you know, and I'm getting it done, I'm getting it done, and in no way, shape, or form is the journey ever over. <laughs> That's what I tell you know the people that I coach today. Like, I'm, I'm like, just know that you know, when you quit or when you stop, what are you going back to? Like, are you going to go back to the same the same way of eating? Because that's not going to help you, you know. But can you lose weight, w- you know, without keto? Yeah, I, I do believe that whatever diet, you know, you choose to do, you know, it'll work as long as, you know, you can do it sustainably. For me, it's keto, you know, and it's my norm now. Yeah, that's that seems to be the way it goes. And like you were saying, like, yeah, it, it's it's a journey. It's, it's, it never really ends. And I was like, you know, talking to my doctor today, I had a physical and, you know, we were just going on about things that we could do better. And she's, you know, and we both commented, well, you know, you could do this better. You could always do that better. And, and, I, and I made the comment, I'm like, look, I go, you think of the healthiest person you could possibly think of right now, the healthiest person, you know, and if you were to ask them, they'd probably tell you a couple of things they could stand to tighten up and do a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so it, like it, it never ends. You know, it, it's, it's just one of those things where, where it doesn't, it doesn't stop. So yeah, you need to have that in mind when you start this thing, you know, we've all yo-yo dieted you know, I got, I went from almost 200 pounds down to about 170 for my birthday. Like this was years ago because that's what I wanted to be as lean as I could be for my birthday. And I got there and that went great. And then the birthday ended and two months later, I was back up to 200 pounds again. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. It, but it was because it, it is exactly what you were saying. Like I didn't think past that moment. Like I just thought I wanted, this is what I want to be on my birthday. I could get as lean as possible. But I had absolutely no idea what was going to happen after that day. And like you said, went back to old habits, went back to eating all the cheeseburgers and all the fries and all the junk. And sure enough, no time at all, man. That was a that, no, and I'm not going to lie. Back. And I'm not going to lie. There was uh, an event, you know, that we were prepping for because that that's and that's what I told my clients today. I was like, you know, you have to look past that event or that trip or that moment or whatever and just keep on moving forward because originally it was, you know, me and my wife were going to a destination wedding in Dominican Republic and, you know, we wanted to look good for that. And, you know, when we got there, we were on an all-inclusive resort. It was wonderful. And I make sure I made sure that I got in, you know, a couple of workouts while I was there and we did hiking and everything and it was great. And I remember reaching out to so many people, Gourmet probably being one of them, Keto Connect, Goody, uh, Danny Vega, uh, and just asking, hey, guys, like, I'm going to Dominican Republic. I've been strict on keto since February. We're now in May. You know, I have not cheated. I have not, you know, done anything. By this time, I'm already, like, 70 pounds down. And, you know, I asked them, I was like... Am I going to explode? Like, what's going to happen? Am I going to be, <laughs> am I going to be okay? And they were all just like, dude, just enjoy yourself. Make sure you're active while you're there. Drink tons of water. But at, at the end of the day, enjoy yourself. When you get back, you know, just get right back to routine. And that's the difference. You know, some people, they go on that trip or they go to that event. They're at that event. And then after that, it's like, they let go and they just go back to their normal ways. No, you just got to keep going. Even when you step on that scale and the scale doesn't move, don't get discouraged. 
you know, no matter what, by, you know, just keep going. Yeah, absolutely. And then, and you mentioned coaching a second ago. Um, let's dig into that a little bit. How did you get into coaching? Why'd you get into coaching? Uh, did it just come to you or how, how did that all work out for you? It did. It did. It did come to me. It, it kind of landed on my lap. An ex-coworker of mine, um, car salesman, I used to work at a dealership many years ago. And he reached out to me and told me, listen, I have two daughters. They've had um, gastric uh, sleeve surgery. And, you know, they've lost 75 pounds, but they look, you know, they, they eat like crap. You know, they need to learn how to eat, you know, properly. And I've seen your success and I would like you to coach him. He even set prices for me and everything. Like the whole deal. He told me how much he was going to pay me. I, that just kind of like forced me to set up, you know, my grocery list and, and stuff, a plan for them, you know, um, set up their macros, their calories, everything for them. And, um, so yeah, it just kind of snowballed after that. They brought me more clientele. I started to promote myself more and then, yeah, here we are. And, uh, Still coaching folks. Uh, one of my first clients, which he's still my, uh, not my client, but he's a friend. Um, I coach Special Olympics. I have for like 13 years. And um, I also work in the field with uh, adults with intellectual disabilities. And one of my athletes, his name is Michael Gonzalez. He is um, in his 20s and he's married and everything, lives in an efficiency with his wife. She also has a disability and they're both special Olympic athletes. He's lost over 75 pounds under me since uh, December of last year. And the dude literally would not cheat or anything without asking me first. Like sometimes he'll text me and he'll be like, Hey coach, can I have a cheat meal? And I'm, and I'm just like, dude, you've already lost like a bunch of weight. Like if you want to have a cheap meal, you know, do it. Just, you know, just know that you have to, you know, keep going, keep working out. Don't stop. Never stop that, you know, and he's, he's an inspiration, man. And, and Special Olympics and everybody has recognized him as, as, you know, has told him what a great job he's doing. And then he's like, yeah, that's thanks to coach David Takedo D and, <laughs> and you know, it, it's amazing to see. And, and. I remember taking him to, because that's what I do with like local. If you're local and you want me to coach you, like I'll go with you to the grocery store and help you do your first grocery haul and kind of like break it down and how everything works, you know. And I remember going with him to Costco and he was, he just seemed so overwhelmed, but he got it. He, he got it and he, and he's been kicking ass, man. He's been doing really, really well. And, um, but yeah, that that's kind of how it happened. And, um, you know, I want to definitely want to continue coaching, definitely want to continue helping others. Um, I love working with people, you know, um, and dealing with everybody. Everybody has it's funny because like, you know, the obstacles are what everybody deals with because everybody deals with it differently. And um, but a lot of the same a lot of the same a lot of the same complaints like, oh, I stepped on the scale and, it, and you know, I lot, how come I didn't have, you know, success like I did my first month? And I'm like, well, most of it's water weight your first month. Your, your body's still getting used to everything, you know. Don't expect that number every month. Some months will be, you know, 
minus five pounds. Some months will be minus two pounds. Some months will be, you know, minus 10 pounds, you know, but no matter what, keep working and you just have to get better. When I first started, I was just focusing on cardio. I wasn't a stranger to lifting or nothing like that, but I told myself I wanted to ease my way back into it. So I had an hour of cardio and I broke that up into, you know, the elliptical, the stairmaster, the treadmill and uh and battle ropes. I would always end it with battle ropes. And that was basically what I started with and then eventually I started, you know, lifting, doing full body regiment and uh and yeah, right now I'm basically on the on the goody beats uh split right now. <laughs> and uh and yeah, man. So that's kind of how how coaching coaching came about. Now are How long you just you been coaching now? Oh, not since December. Oh, so oh wow. Almost yeah, a year about to, yeah, almost a year. That's I mean that's kind of cool how it just kind of all like came around organically and like you know, like you were presented an opportunity and you could have done one of two things. You could have helped these girls out and just, you know, been like, all right, well that's cool and gone about your life, or you could have you could have stepped up and done something with it and it sounds like you made the right choice. I tell people all the time that, you know, if it wasn't for me making the decision, because I had my personal Instagram page and I, friends of mine were seeing my success on this and they were like, make an Instagram page. The best decision I ever made, because it's just, it's introduced me to so many people, Gourmet being one of them, you guys, everybody, you know, companies have, you know, sent me stuff. I, I've, this is, I think my 10th podcast, if I'm not mistaken, Gourmet's being the first, you know? So it's, it's amazing because you get different crowds and different type of people, you know, listening to this. And I get a bunch of people that'll write me messages and be like, Hey man, I heard your podcast that you did with Gourmet. And I felt like that was like many moons ago and I was so different back then. But you know, the information is still the same. And, um, you know, like I said, it's it's just awesome this how it all came about and I'm excited to where it's gonna go. Like it's it's crazy. Very cool. So are you just doing um the one Special Olympics uh person or do you have multiple uh clients in that regard? Uh no, he's my only special Olympic athlete that is on keto. Um he is training his wife on keto. So like I'm kind of like micro coaching him to yeah. coach her yeah sure yeah but yeah he's the only the only special olympic athlete on keto um that has had success okay. and uh i i do know some others like another special olympic athlete that i mentor because um in special olympics florida and other states they have what's called the athlete leadership program and basically it gives athletes a chance to not just you know, be athletes, but a chance to work on their public speaking. So they've, you know, go to, you know, special events and, and across the country, across the state, and they speak and they just get the word out on, on Special Olympics and what we're trying to do. So every athlete leader has to have a mentor. And it's funny that it just came up on my Facebook memories, uh, I think yesterday, um, exactly five years ago. My uh, buddy Danny, who I coached in softball, I got him his first gold medal. But we, <laughs> my bad, we got him uh, his first um, gold medal. You know, uh, the coaching staff that I was coaching with at that time, the whole team, like, and I remember him in tears. Like, we got him, you know, 
him and others their their first gold medal and it was it was amazing and you know he's gone on to go to like the world games and 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 Abu Dhabi like he he's done amazing things and he asked me he was like oh I need an athlete uh, I need a mentor for to be an athlete leader you know it, it's required that you have to have a mentor and uh, would you be my mentor and I told him wow I'm blown away man hell yeah let's do it and you know they've sent me and him like all across the state uh they've flown us to Indianapolis for a conference um it's been great man and he himself he's not on keto but he has changed his ways and he's eating a lot healthier now but he used he was a big dude very 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 big dude um the biggest calves you'll ever see in your life. Like I, I promise you. And even today, today, like they're even stronger and bigger than I've ever seen. Um, but the dude has lost uh, around 70 pounds as well. And he's just killing it, man. But, uh, as far as keto, no, Mr. Michael Gonzalez is the only one that's killing it with that. That's all good. That's so, all good. um, David, I got, I've got two questions for you, two different. Sure. Things. So the first one is about um, the food addiction. That's not mm-hmm. something that a lot of people can just do a 180 on and get started back in the right way or whatever the case may be. So I want you to first give us a little bit of insight about how you were able to adapt and change your eating habits. Well, what my wife had to, had a lot of help. Um, when I met her, I was two weeks into uh i had quit smoking two weeks before i met her mm-hmm. i used to smoke cigarettes for like 11 years i was in the restaurant business for 12 years as a server bartender um so like i said you know like that was just lots of bad habits drinking uh smoking cigarettes late night eating you know those habits were were there and then i remember I had a really, really bad day. Uh, most of the time, I've, I've always worked two jobs. So I've had my city job, and then I've worked in the restaurant business after after work. And I just had a really, really bad day uh, at the city job that I, I even had a flat tire. It was it was bad. And I called the restaurant that I was working at and told them, hey, um, I'm not going to be able to make it. Uh, you know, I have a flat tire. I still have to get home and change. Like, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it to my shift. And at that time, there was a big, big music festival, very popular music festival. Um, you guys ever heard of Ultra? Ultra mm-hmm. Festival? They had that um, here in Miami. And it, you Is know, that like a square dancing kind of thing? Or? <laughs> no, definitely not. Def- <laughs> definitely, definitely not. Oh, but um, I'm in Indiana, brother. So you got to give me a little bit more detail. Tech, 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 bro. To to make it techno and ecstasy. That's all you need to know. Oh, that sounds like a party. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so yeah, that that festival was going on, and it's very popular here in, in in Miami. So a bunch of my coworkers, you know, are in their early 20s, and I tried to get my shift covered. Nobody wanted to take the shift. So I ended up getting to work late and then they gave me the worst possible section like you can ever have being a server. Like I had one table in one corner of the restaurant, another table in the other corner of the restaurant, and then like a table of 30 outside. Like it was this bad. 
and I went to the bathroom. I called my wife and I'm like, I think I've just had enough of this. Like I walk in pain. I'm 355 pounds. I have gout. I'm walking with a brace. Like I, I, you know, you have to rub me down after each shift, you know, on my ankles and like, it's not worth it. Like this is not worth it. Like I'm killing my body. So I just literally just, you know, had an epiphany and I walked out of the restaurant. It was like a movie moment, like both doors fly open and I just walk out of there and it was like, screw you guys. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, kind of like a half baked moment. Um, but, um, but yeah, man, like those eating habits, like, they, they, I got them a lot in the restaurant business, eating late night. Um, but even growing up, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if it was just I was always hungry. I, I, I don't know what it was, but I had a thing for sweets. You know, you would always find sweet anything sweet, wrappers, pop tarts, wrappers, Pringles. Everything was under my my clothes in my closet. And uh, but yeah, a lot. It just didn't help with the restaurant business when I, you know, finally got into it, food everywhere. It was just food everywhere. So when I got with my wife, you know, was with her through that for a bit. And then I left that lifestyle and I stopped, you know, the sleeping late. I started with the intermittent fasting and just cutting it off, you know, at this time. And it just, it just worked out for me. And I don't have, I'm always, I'm satiated. I don't, I don't ever have a craving late night or, or nothing like that. It doesn't, it just doesn't happen anymore. I don't ever feel bloated, nothing, you know, with keto and intermittent fasting in the gym and just being active, like I don't feel pain in my feet anymore. I used to take 800 milligram ibuprofen just to get through the day. That's gone. Like I don't. I don't take anything anymore. And, and, and it's amazing, man. It's, I can't say that I felt, felt like I did when I was 18 because I was obese at 18. I was obese at 13. I was obese at eight. I was obese at three. I was, you know, since I was a kid. So this feeling now, this, this version of me now is, is a first and I'm still getting to know this, this person, you know, I did carnivore twice. Um, in January for World Carnivore Month, killed it. Did like I lost like eleven pounds. And I think what also helped me was I won um two hundred dollars worth of meat from Chris Bell from Certified Piedmontese. And just the fact that he even wrote to me, like I've seen his documentary. I follow, you know, Mark Bell and, and the Mark Bell's power project and it was dope, man. I, I saw, had such a fanboy moment with that. And, uh, I was like, dude, you want to give me meat? That's awesome. <laughs> that, that, that helped me get through world carnivore month. And I lost 11 pounds. I got my first bicep vein. Like it was dope, bro. Like it, it was just awesome. And then, uh, in March I did, um, Danny Vega's, uh, keto carnivore cut. And, uh, that was kind of hard towards the tail end of it because <laughs> cor cor coronavirus happened. Yeah, you know, coronavirus happened, and, and well, it, it would have like, been hard regardless. In your defense, <laughs> yeah, but um, and yeah, that was like hundreds, if not thousands, of people that were were competing in that, and you know, I honestly was not satisfied with my results, but I had still lost, you know, 
weight or whatever, but I felt great on carnivore. Is it sustainable for me? I don't think so because, you know, I love pizza and guacamole and stuff like that and, and keto ice cream and, you know, I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, the, the food addiction thing, like, I feel like sometimes it's still there. Um, I'm always going to love food. I just look at food now more as fuel. But on my cheat meal days, like, it, my, my old self kind of like, hello, what's up? Remember me? Like, my old self comes out. Like, I told my wife, I, th I have a craving for nachos. And I got that new, like, Taco Bell family nachos thing that's, like, huge. And I freaking downed the whole thing, dude, like, in one sitting. And uh, so, you know, it's still there. Um, but I have had control of my mind. You know, it's your mind is very powerful. And, you know, and I hate to be cliche and use the back to the future quote. But if you could put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything. So it's so, true, man. So my second question for you. Is Sorry about if that was a long answer. It was longer than the. No, I'm just kidding. It's fine. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, the you also mentioned sleep apnea. Yes, sir. And we've had different guys that have talked about living with that and how that impacts them and everything. And I think one of the big things is with sleep apnea is the fact that you never, from what I understand, you never feel rested. You never wake up and like, man, that was a great night's sleep. Let's go hit the day and everything. Yep. Did you struggle with that both before and once you started on keto and everything? And how did you, you, you can't really get caught up in sleep. So how did you find your way to getting the needed rest that you needed? Well, everything just, you know, as I started doing more and more cardio, I noticed, you know, and my wife noticed that as I was eating better and cleaner, um, you know, that the snoring started to go away, but she would record me, you know, in video, she would record me in audio and like, I would stop breathing. And then all of a sudden, like catch my breath, she'll like tug me and, and, and push me and, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't wake up. And yeah, I would, I would wake up not feeling rested. And, and I was, I would never make it like through, through movies with her. Like, we would watch movies. I'm I'm always falling asleep. Like if I were to tell you how many videos she has of me like passing out through movies, now that doesn't happen. Now it's you know, sometimes she's like, Okay, babe, I'm going to bed. Like I I, I beat her now. Like she doesn't I don't ever like fall asleep in, in front of her now. Um but yeah, it was it was bad, the snoring, like I said, and 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 it's still like I still snore. When it comes to, like, if I have a cheat meal or something, or I eat bad, yeah. Like, my stomach is going to feel it. I'm definitely going to snore. And I need to have, like, Tums, like, ready, just in case. Um, but, yeah, dude, it, it's it's crazy. I never actually went to the doctor and, you know, got that checked out. But I knew I had it, you know. And um, it just... You know, it just went away with just fixing my health and putting my health first, man, and just being active every single day, you know, but it's, I had, I had a friend of mine that he had sleep apnea as well, and he was also overweight. He lost weight and he got rid of his sleep apnea, but I remember specifically seeing him like in front of me, I would go to his house, we're watching something on the TV and then he's just dozing off in front of me and I'm like, yo, it's freaking 
three in three in the afternoon. Are you kidding me? And he, and he and he's like, oh my god. And then you know, and then event, and then years later, it's happening to me. So I'm like, whoa, like this is not good. And you know, it's like I said, the nutrition, being active, it just it just fixed it. There was no pill, there was no injection, there was there was nothing. There was no shake. There was nothing like that. Just old school, cooking your own food, eating whole food, you know, nothing processed. You know, my definition of clean food is, you know, nothing processed, like eating whole foods. Um, so, yeah, man, the it's I'm just glad that that's over. Now my wife doesn't even hear me. It's it's crazy. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And, and what yeah. I say, I, I admire your complete dedication to cheat meals. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I'm gonna sleep like crap. Probably gonna snore. I'm gonna need some tubs, but this is all going down. Because I, because I know, because I know how my, I know how my body's gonna react. I know that <laughs> if I go into it with a plan, then maybe I won't feel as bad. But sometimes I do have that time where I'm like, uh, I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> but, but other than that, like I, I, I'm usually prepared, and I, and I, I take care of it by, you know, making sure that I'm active and that I'm walking constantly and doing lots of cardio that day. And odds are, if I'm having a cheat day, it's going to be a leg day. So, you know, definitely make sure the carbs go there. So, yep. Yeah. There's definitely you, you on, on leg day, you, because you're dealing with larger muscles, you technically speaking are almost guaranteed to burn more calories. So that yes, makes sir. a lot of sense. So, um, what was the thing that you found most surprising about uh, the ketogenic journey and um, and what it, it how your body responded and things like that? Well, just the options. Like the, there's there was basically an alternative for every every food that I that I liked. You know, um, cut the carb is something that I use a lot. Uh, Quest products is something that I use a lot. Um, but that I, you know, I love soda. I never had an issue drinking water, but I do. I did grow up drinking soda. So and then I found Zevia, um, Lacroix, and all, and and bubbly are cool. But that's more of like for like fruity type flavor. I like you know soda flavor. Um, you know anything that tastes like Dr Pepper root beer is totally up my alley. And um, but yeah, yeah, just the 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 there's always recipes to find. You know. It was never an issue. All the recipes were fun and involved food that I enjoy. And you would take, I would take certain dishes to Thanksgiving, to Super Bowl Sunday. And people are like, oh my God, this is great. And I'm like, yep, that's keto. And they're like, what? Like, yeah, yeah, man, there's just so many options. You can make it work with whatever you got. You can even do keto on a budget. I always tell people, I don't got money to be shopping at Whole Foods and all these expensive places, maybe, yeah, a couple items here and there, but for the most part, like I get it done in Walmart and I get it done in, in Publix, which is what we have here in, in Florida. And, uh, and I think like Trader Joe's and Aldi is, is another one, sometimes Target or whatever, but you know, I don't buy the most expensive meat and it's not always grass fed. Like it's okay. I, but as far as like, Eggs, eggs are my favorite food. So, you know, it's got to be vital farms if it's, if I'm going to have eggs Um, and eggs, that's another thing. Like 
eggs are a big part of my diet. I have around like six to seven eggs like every other day. Um, it's my superfood. Like I can do so many things with it. Uh, I've done egg fast before. And speaking of fasting, I've done the 72 hour fast before once. I actually want to do that again soon. Um, but it was, you know, just minor little things, you know, I've had rice my whole life. I'm Cuban. I'm Latino, you know, cauliflower rice. This is my new norm. Okay, cool. Damn, cauliflower can make anything. Like there, there's just so many. Op- yeah, there's just so many options with with cauliflower. You know, I even made uh, the fat dough pizza. And if you see my first pizza that I ever made and the pizza that I made now, like it's like wow, you've gotten so much better. It's the same thing with how I do keto. It's the same thing with how I do my workouts. You're just gonna get better and better as you get deeper and deeper into it. So. But yeah, that's basically how, you know, what was a very surprising to me that it was, you know, a sustainable diet, in my opinion. I, I found it to be easy. So you mentioned Florida. You've mentioned it a couple of times. And so most people will tie in Florida to that wonderful creature with big ears. That's my dude. Uh, so you and I feel like we talked about this on a recent episode, I was trying to find out which it was one a it was. shout out. Yeah, it was a shout um, out. Yeah. Um, so you went to Disney and being a Hoosier, I always forget which one's Disneyland and which one's Disney World. So whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> so you went and you took, you did very cool before and after photos. Yeah. In the exact same spots. Yeah, for, my you wife know, hated so it. About this. So, yeah. <laughs> my wife was kind of like, are you serious? Come on, like, let's go. And I'm like, no, come on. I really want to take this picture now. Nah, but she was she was she was very supportive. And then she she loved it, too. She had she had a great time taking pictures of me and, you know, in the exact same spots. At first, she was kind of like, you know, really? But she 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 loved it. But yeah, man, I mean, being from Florida, I, as far as my family was concerned, we were, we were middle class. We didn't really like go on plane trips anywhere. All we did was basically to road trips every year to Disney World and Universal Studios. That's basically where we would go, you know, every single year as a kid. So Disney for me is that nostalgic, you know, place that the minute I walk through the through those doors or pass through it or whatever the gates like i, I become a kid i i really do and um gourmet uh, gourmet's the exact same way gourmet loves mm-hmm. uh uh disney world now he's got disneyland so disneyland is in la i always i always know you know well obviously i know because i'm from florida but the best way i guess for you to remember is to I guess incorporate like there's an L in Disneyland. Like I guess incorporate that with Los Angeles, I guess. Okay. California, I guess to, you know, I guess think of it like that. Um, but yeah, Disney, Disney world is what we got over here. And uh, yeah, man, though, just to, to go back to those same spots and take those pictures. What's it, the time it, it difference between first before and after how long, how long between the two? Um, I want to say about a year and a half that uh, I think it was two years, like two years. It was late 2018 when I was there in Disney. And then when we moved into my parents' house in January of 2019, I started keto. 
And mm-hmm. since we were saving money, Disney trips were out of the picture. So I didn't really, I didn't really, I think I went to Disney like later on in the year. We kind of snuck a trip in there, I think. Um, but I didn't take, I didn't take any pictures, you know, like that. And, uh, we were annual pass holders for Disney and universal. And then with the whole coronavirus thing, we, we kind of stopped both. Then mm-hmm. when things started to pick up again, I got us back for universal and, um, Disney froze their annual pass holder, you know, tickets. So they they don't have that available right now, but we did, um, get tickets and we went and, just to fit in rides again that that I didn't fit in before, you know. But with Disney, I never really honestly had that issue. Uh, Gormy can tell you that that Disney is very plus size friendly, and uh, Universal Studios, on the other hand, not really. Um, you ride the Hulk, and you pretty much got to be like a model to ride the Hulk, <laughs> and uh, you know, small hips and 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 all this stuff. Um, a lot of the times I had to look up, as crazy as it sounds, I had to look up on Google if I knew I was going to go on a trip. Um, I would look up Universal Studios, uh, plus size rides or rides with modified seating, you know, and I would look up forums and, and people would say, okay, this ride is a go, this ride is a no go, you know, and then sometimes I would just try and it was almost two hours in line. And then to be told no, like it was, it was embarrassing. Like you felt like a party, you died, you know, when that happened. Cause you were waiting in that. You were saying, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that, that you were just, you're waiting in that line and, you know, all that time, you know, sometimes you're with a group of people and then to be told no. And then it's like in front of your old, your friends. And it, it was just embarrassing. But, uh, I even remember the first time back after I lost so much weight that um ahead of me there was a, a a pretty big guy and uh he hopped into the I forgot what roller coaster it was but he hopped into it and it didn't click for him he didn't he didn't fit so right there all the anxiety and everything just came back to me and I was just like what if I don't fit and my wife is like are you freaking kidding me you've lost over 100 pounds you're going to fit and I'm like, oh, bro, but what if I don't? Like, I just started to get into my head. And sure enough, like, I got into the seat. It clicked. And usually some rides are, like, two clicks. So I clicked it, whatever. It went down. And then usually I'm used to somebody, you know, coming and pushing me or pushing it to close or whatever. And Buddy came, checked it out. He goes, all right. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Come back. <laughs> are you sure? He goes, yeah, man, green light in the bottom. It's good. And he, and he's like, yeah, there's a little light where you can't see. And if it's red, that means it's not closed. And if it's if it's green, that means it's it's locked. It's good. And I'm like, okay. And I went on the ride and it was it was amazing. Like, and dude, I got to ride uh what's it called? Rock rock and rip rocket and universal. And it was one of those rides that it closes around your waist. And I was too thick. I was too too wide to to ride it. And the first time I rode it, I was like, almost like scared shitless, man, because it was like <laughs> such an intense. It was such an. I love roller coasters, but it was such an intense roller coaster because like it starts you off going straight up, like, and you're going straight up for like a while, and it, it's it's crazy. 
Um, and then you pl- you pick your music, and it has music playing. And I was jamming to Limp Biscuit, Nookie, like the whole time, just on the roller coaster. It was it was amazing, man. Like just being able to walk through the through the parks easy now. Like it's it's there's just so much more life on this side, man. Like it's 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 insane. Yeah, that's that's amazing. It's it's that's a really cool story. I'm I'm digging it. <laughs> Yeah, I recently went to, well, not recently, a couple years ago now, um, pre-keto, went to Six Flags in San Antonio. Had one of those experiences where I barely, like, just barely fit in the chair. Like, totally, it shouldn't, you know, I squeezed it hard to get it, you know, to get it to close around (laughs) me. And I, you know, I was 280, so I, I wasn't... It was my my heaviest, but you know, in in terms of of heaviness, it wasn't the worst, you know. And and that feeling of, ooh, I almost didn't make it. And I was in, I had intentionally gotten into the line with the big chairs because I wanted to make sure that that I fit. Um, it, so I know that feeling. I, I and uh, I've always uh, loved roller coasters and, and rides like that. Um, I took, you know. Years ago, now I took an entire day um, just by myself at a local amusement park in Kansas City called Worlds of Fun, and I, I went the entire day. and And because I was alone, I was able to ride everything multiple times. It was also, I think, midweek, and it wasn't the peak of summer or something. So it was just like I had free reign of almost anything in the park, and um, I rode every roller coaster two or three times and filmed them on my flip cam that I had just gotten. So this was probably close to 15 years ago at this point, but just uh, really uh, enjoyed that. But I think I, even then I probably realized that getting on those rides and locking in was getting a little bit harder. Um, uh, Even with my, the fact that I probably was nowhere close to my, my peak at that point. Uh, let's, um, start winding things down because we, we, we've been going a good, good while at this point. You've told an amazing story of, of your thing. What, um, let, let's close out with one, one last question. Then we'll get your contact information. What is your favorite, uh, if, if you were to give a, a resource or two to someone who's just getting started, where do you direct them? What's your top website or video resource or, or whatnot? Um, definitely, you know, I always, I, that's actually what I do as, you know, a keto coach. I tell them, listen, don't just follow me, follow others that I follow as well, because like they've helped me in their own little way. So obviously, you know, Gormy's one of them, uh, Danny and Mata Vega, Goody Beats, uh, Keto Connect, um, bunch of people, Keto Conduct, uh, you guys, you know, I, you know, I, I, it's, I always tell people, yo, it's, if you pick up from everyone here, you're, you're just going to be so successful. As far as like YouTube channels, I'm always watching, uh, Goody Beats. I think he's very, he's very real down to earth. I talk to him all the time. Um, Logan, and uh, I like Thomas DeLauer as well, but he can get too, you know, scientific about it. And I feel like sometimes I'm in biology class when he's when he's talking. But uh, as far as like one person who like really breaks it down 
and and you know I I I like I like Goody a lot. I like Logan. He he's he's one of my go tos. Um, as far as websites, not really, man. I, I mean, you can just find so many things. Women are really good with with. Uh, I always hear that from my women clients. Oh, you should check out Pinterest. And my wife has told me you should see how many recipes I have from Pinterest. And I'm like, well, how come we never make them? Like, you never <laughs> tell me about them. And then she just pops out with this folder of of keto meals. And I'm like, oh, hello, all this looks delicious. How come we've never made this? So, you know, there's definitely all sorts of resources out there. Like I said, YouTube has been a popular one. Um, even looking up and following hashtags, I even do that with my workouts. If I want to change up a workout or shoulder routine or bicep routine that I do, I would look up either, you know, um, YouTube videos or I would look up hashtags and, you know, you get all sorts of videos from all sorts of people, you know, working out shoulders and biceps or whatever, and you just learn new things. Um, Goody also throws in, you know, his workouts or whatever. I remember him. I don't know if I asked him. I think I asked him and he told me his split. And that's basically the split because I was always doing full body. And then I moved to doing full body with a focus. So I would do, you know, four exercises for chest, for example, and then touch up every other muscle group after that. Um, and then, you know, next day would be, you know, bicep focus. So four exercises for that and then one for everything else. And then now I'm just like actually like splitting up the muscle groups. Um, you know, yesterday it was chest and tricep. Today's back and bicep. And... I'm feeling good. I'm doing it Monday through Friday, uh, weekends off. Um, Ethan Suplee is another is another guy. Um, me and him talk uh, pretty often. I remember he he sent me a follow, and I w- I was like, babe, babe, uh, Ethan Suplee, Ethan Suplee, and she's like, who's that? And I'm like, remember the Titans. Tuna from from Blow, like uh, Boy Meets World. Like, did you did yeah. you ever watch Boy Meets World, babe? And she goes, Yeah. Oh my God, the big guy. And I'm like, Yeah. Yeah. He's, and he's and done, amazing. dude. Oh my God. He wrote back to me today because I had a, I had a question for him about uh, resting heart rate, and and he just such a down to earth guy, man. And he and I forgot to mention him, and he's not on keto, but Still, you know, I'm not saying that keto is going to work for you. Maybe it's something else, you know, but those are people that I get daily motivation from. And and I, I, I love it and I love it. And that's why I say like to everybody, make sure that you continue, continue pumping out content. You guys continue pumping out content because we're, we're saving lives. Um, a couple months ago back, I got a message from a buddy of mine, you know, uh, that I knew in high school. He he was pretty fit, played football, and, you know, he had gotten to, like, I think 380 pounds. He, you know, nearing 400 pounds, and he wrote to me and told me, yo, I, I, I want you to be my coach. Eventually, you know, um, you know, once I get myself situated financially, I'm, I'm definitely going to reach out to you or whatever, and I don't, I don't. I don't charge a lot. Like I compared to the competition, I, I don't charge a lot. And, and, you know, but you know, he told me that he was going to reach out to me when he was ready. 
And next thing you know, he dies of a heart attack. And Ooh. yeah, man, it was it was really bad. And I, I felt bad because I was like, you know, I could have helped him. But then I, I, I couldn't throw that on myself either. You know, like it's his life and, and the lifestyle that he led. And, and you know, I, I just feel bad that, you know, it took him that way and he didn't fix it. Um, another guy that I follow, um, I don't know if you guys know Dusty. He doesn't do keto. But uh, I think his Instagram handle is Dusty Loses a hundred, uh, three hundred, or Lost three hundred, or whatever. But they're oh, it's funny because they're always putting him on keto ads on <laughs> on on Instagram, and he'll you'll see him in the comments. I've never done keto a day in my life, <laughs> but uh, but he's a but because I got a group chat with Gormy and him and and Alex Poro. I don't know if you guys ever met him, um, but yeah, like all these guys have been so helpful you know with with every all the knowledge that all the tips and tricks and everything and and you just got to be willing to learn and and beginner once student always like there you, you know. go yeah man very cool uh go ahead and give out your your contact information how people connect with you whether it be uh instagram facebook uh website whatever that may be and then we'll wrap things up sure um you can reach me through, you know, Instagram on at keto double underscore D, or you can email me at keto D coaching at gmail.com. Um, working on a website, working on YouTube channel, all that will be hopefully coming out before the end of the year. So, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Well, um, definitely folks connect with, with David. He's, he, as you can tell, he's got, um, uh, a lot of earned, uh, edu- you know, knowledge at this point and, and continues to dig and dive deeper and uh, learn uh, whatever he's needing to. And, and uh, he, he's going to continue to be a wealth of knowledge for, for folks uh, as, as best as he can be. Um, as f- uh, for us, a, a reminder to, that you can connect with us, uh, just uh, visit our website, theketomansclub.com. And all of our links to all of our social media accounts, the Facebook groups, the Facebook page, everything is there. So go ahead and check that out whenever you get the chance to after uh, or even while listening. You never know. Uh, If you found a value in this conversation and think that someone else around you might also find it valuable, please feel free to share. Uh, It it might be uh, that thing that they need to hear that will, will help them. Uh, change the course of uh, of their lives, and so uh, please share. Uh, please put this in front of someone who who you think might benefit from it. We appreciate you greatly, and all of that. Any other business to attend to, guys? Jim Alberto, I'm good. Okay, very good. Well, until next week, make sure to eat meat, lift heavy, sleep, and repeat. Thank you for joining us for the Keto Man's Club podcast. Your support means the world to us. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Would you help us spread the word about the Keto Man's Club by sharing with your friends and family? We're available on all podcast platforms, so just search for Keto Man's Club and you'll find us. If you would like to connect with us, you can do so a number of ways. Our web address leads to our Facebook group, theketomansclub.com. That's T-H-E-K-E-T-O. 
M-A-N-S-C-O-U-B.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at Keto Man's Club Podcast. Lastly, if you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out via email to Keto Man's Club Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you again for joining us today, and we look forward to hanging out with you again next week.